Stephen Taylor is a project officer at Hepatitis Victoria. Stephen, I've interviewed you in the guise of a volunteer, even as a performer for us, but you've been working for Hepatitis Victoria for the past few months. So tell us some of the projects you've been working on. Yeah, you just can't nail me down to, to one thing. I keep sneaking my way back in here. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been really exciting. I've been working for the past uh, few months on the AOD workforce training project. It's going so well it has that many different names. Yeah. Um, so Hepatitis Victoria secured some funding. That's allowed us to approach pretty much any drug and alcohol service um, in Victoria and we can offer them training that doesn't cost them anything. I travel out uh, all across the state to different um, support services and offer them a, just a, a relatively short, you know, two, two and a half hour session just running them through the basics of uh, viral hepatitis. I guess the most interesting thing is, you know, the treatments, particularly the new medications um, for hepatitis C, which of course, as, yeah, as you know, is particularly relevant. Uh, you know, hepatitis C infection does affect people who in- inject drugs. And we also talk about, you know, transmission pathways. We talk about stigma and discrimination. We talk about using the medication in a, in a harm minimization context. Because, you know, the old treatments had the issue of not being able to be prescribed uh, if you were a, a current, you know, injecting drug, you know, using alcohol or many other medications, which is which is not the case for the new treatments. You're able to, uh, and you should be able to access the the DAA um, Hep C treatments, uh, no matter what your um, what your using uh, status is. So who are you actually talking to? I mean, is it AOD officers? Is it people that are working in the community? Or is it the actual users themselves, or yeah. is it a mixture? Yeah, I'm mainly talking to the workforce. We've we kind of got four broad categories, which is uh, community-based services, which is things like, you know, uh, you walk in drug counselling and support services, um, you know, hospital-based services, which, uh, yeah, is, you know, quite simply a service based within a hospital. Um, so, you know, the needle and syringe uh, exchange programs, uh, we talk to um, a lot of residential rehab, uh, you know, of, of which there's a lot of new facilities being currently built in Victoria, and uh, forensic services. So services that are looking after people that say are on community corrections orders, maybe offending due to or you know related to um, substance use so mainly I'm talking to workers and we, we talk about how to have those conversations you know if you're um, if you're a, a drug and alcohol support worker and uh, you know you have a client who may may have a hepatitis C status you know how do you have that conversation like how do you break down the barriers to treatment, um, you know, beyond all the uh, the stigma and, and the difficulty of, you know, navigating the medical system. We've also got this uh, prehistory of, you know, interferon and ribavirin treatments, which were pretty horrible. Uh, the collective memory of, of that trauma has, has not gone away. And you have personal memory of it mm. too, because you went through those. Yeah, and I think that was one of the reasons that I was picked to, you know, fulfill this role is because I can speak to that. Um, and, and it probably, you know, hopefully, it, it means something that you're hearing this message from someone who, who has themselves been through um, that, that fairly excruciating uh, medication. So, you know, we've, we, we're fighting sometimes an uphill battle in terms of misinformation. And um, a, a portion of each of the sessions uh, that, that we do is about tackling that. 
the fact that you know you can't get hepatitis through you know shaking hands or, or sharing food with someone you can't catch it through mosquitoes or, or on, a, on a door handle or on a, on a public toilet and these, these are all questions I get asked during a session um, you know people have clients that they know who have hepatitis you know can I use the door handle and of course once you've worked around health promotion you know you know the answer to that, but a lot of a lot a lot of drug and alcohol workers out there just haven't had that kind of time for professional development. They haven't been equipped with with the just the basics on how bloodborne viruses work. And for the record, you can use the door handle. That's right. That's right. yeah. For the record, it's you know, and you know, one one analogy that I have borrowed, I didn't come up with it. That you know, a bloodborne virus means the blood of an infected person has to get into the bloodstream of another infected person, and. You know, particularly grisly analogy I heard and I've adopted into my own sessions is to tell people you could stand barefoot in a bucket of infected blood and not catch the virus that way as long as you didn't have any cuts on your own feet. So we take a lot of pains to you know dispel myths of transmission and infection and and to promote to the workers that they need to promote to the people they're working with about breaking down those barriers. And how many of these sessions have you done so far since you started, do you think? Um, yeah, I'm keeping tabs. I think we're, we are up to the um, 19th or 20th session. So I've been doing one or two a week um, since August. The goal is um, to do 50 or more by the end of the financial year. Uh, and we're, we're pretty much on track for that. So coming into... Uh, February, and particularly March, I'll be doing two or three a week in some cases. I'm doing three next week. How do you get in contact with these organisations, or how do they get in contact with you? With you? Do, they, do you contact them directly? or I'm going through the newsletters that we receive that are relevant to that sector. So, you know, if I see on a newsletter there's a new residential facility opening up or accepting referrals, I'll get on the phone or email or whatever it's going to be and contact them. Um, yeah, I've just gone through listings on, you know, the Better Health Channel, the government website, just a lot of old school Googling and and calling up people and getting a phone number. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of dead ends, there's a lot of not getting in touch with the right people. So it takes a, a lot of um, a lot of detective work sometimes to get onto the right person. Is it ideal to talk to a particular size of group? I mean, are you... Yeah. What, how many people have you spoken to, the largest or the smallest? Well, it's been four or five. Yeah, I had a session where there was supposed to be uh, seven people and then, and you know, this is the nature of of some of the services I work with, which, which do deal in, you know, crisis intervention, where a couple of people were called away on some sort of you know, emergency. Um, that yeah, that happens, and you know, people are kind of like we are here. You know, manning a reception or a, or a staffing, or a, I should say, a reception or a front desk. Biggest we've been, um, I think, twenty seven. Oh no, no, wait. The um, there was one that was there was thirty one people, and that that was at uh, North Richmond Community Health. I mean, the reality is we're offering it to these organisations for nothing, in a sense, except for we are, obviously, you know, your, your, your time and your expertise. Yeah. Um, what could they lose, in a sense, you're giving them valuable information? If you had two things to tell why people or organisations should accept your session, what would they be? Well, I think, um, certainly in terms of the nothing to lose... Yeah, it, it will only cost you as much time as it takes to listen, which is, you know, about two hours. But, you know, as, as a sales pitch, um, see, sales isn't even the right word, but, you know, as, as, a, as a pitch for why, um, I think it's, 
if you look at the, the, the quality of service you're offering to your clients and, and whatever the, the core values of your organization are, and, and every organization you know, has those stated, um, it's in your interest to help the people you're working with um, who are affected by all of these social and medical and physiological stigmas given how prevalent uh, not only hepatitis C but hepatitis B is um, and you know look at the, the you know the huge success with the, the Melbourne safe injecting uh, uh, the medically supervised safe injecting room um, and just the, just the there's a real need in the community and and specifically within the alcohol and other drug sector for um, for this kind of information and that's the thing you know most people there's been very few instances where I've, I've approached uh, or spoken to someone in an organization and they said no. Um, the only cases where that has happened is if they've already recently done another one of our training packages or have, um, or have you know, had that training or the, you know, they've, they've already got a, a GP on site prescribing the stuff. So I've had nothing but um, enthusiasm really and it's been really positive. Uh, I really enjoy the work and getting out and meeting um, you know, different people at the different workplaces. And, and what's been some of the questions or responses that you've had? Have, have there been any particularly odd ones or funny ones or peculiar? Oh you get the... Um, unexpected ones? Of perhaps? course you, you don't want to, um, you know, no question is a stupid question. Having said that, there has been there has been a couple of um, it it's it's been edifying for me, just to you know going back to that door handle thing. Now you and I know better, but that's not to say it it was a bad question. Um, and indeed, if you didn't know that, yeah, you should ask because then we can find out. Um, yeah, so it just just I've I've spoken to people who didn't even know there was any. I mean yet alone the DAAs, people didn't even know about interferon on the old stuff, and that's been around for nearly 20 years now. So, you know, I've spoken to people who just don't know where the liver is, and I've gotten some really curly questions um, that, that have come up. Uh, one session, a, 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 an out-and-out flag-waving anti-vaxxer um, started to throw me a few curveballs. Um, I must admit that that kind of blindsided me. I wasn't prepared for that, so, you know, I went back and I I've done my research now, so I can I can speak to those points, and I've learned a lot. You know, um, in in um, I've been in um, you know community clinic settings, and usually there's there's a nurse uh, or you know medical other medical practitioner, sometimes a doctor who'll sit in and they'll inform the session. So I'm just learning a lot, as much as I'm hopefully imparting on people and, and helping to get the get the word, get the message out. I'm also learning a lot about how different services work and the, the sort of challenges that um, a, a drug support worker um, has to deal with. And what's the best way, if any organisation or person listening is part of an organisation to this, how could they contact you, what would you say? The best way is uh, just through our main phone number, which you find on the website. Um, so my email is uh, stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, at hepvic.org.au. Yeah, through a website, through the phone, um, through email, and we'd yeah, be delighted to talk to anybody. So that was Stephen Taylor, who's working in the AOD area. So if you need any presentations to your staff or anybody you think could be benefit from knowing more about viral hepatitis, please contact Stephen at stephen at hepvic.org.au. Thank you very much.